0: Welcome to episode four of the Talent Intelligence Podcast. Today we have Nikki O'Brien, the Human Res- Resources Director at McCurry with us today. How are you, Nikki?
1: I'm very well, thank you. Um, it's very nice to feel like we're coming out of the back end of lockdown. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, I, I think, the a bit like the nation. Uh, we're feeling very optimistic and positive right now.
0: Positive things on the horizon, definitely. <laughs> so, a few weeks ago, Nikki, you had a chat with um, our CEO, um, Gavin. We were discussing diversity and inclusion, in Europe and you were putting some insights in for a white paper that we're doing. Now, after that call, Gavin then got in touch with me and went, Claire, you have to listen in to what this lady has to say. It's so great. So, you know, there was so much in there, we decided we needed to do a bit more of a deeper dive and let's get you on the podcast. So here you are. It's great to have you here.
1: Thanks. It's great to be here. Uh, and it's one of my favourite topics. Um, so uh, I, I think um, anything that you know, I can share to help the listeners, um, I, I suppose, have make progress in their own agenda, uh, you know, again, can only be a positive, uh, positive move.
0: Great, yeah, good to have you. So, I guess the first thing that we should do is is set the scene. Um, you have a long illustrious career in in, in HR, and you've been with McCarrick for is eleven years.
1: Uh, not quite. Um, it will be nine um
0: in December. Wow. Yeah. So still, quite quite a fair bit of service. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how you got into HR, um, and how you ended up working at McCurry?
1: Sure no problem. Um so I um I started my working career pretty much straight into HR. Um I did a business degree at Strathclyde University, um graduated um with a degree in industrial relations as it was called at the time. And um at the time I, I, The country was in a bit of a recession at the time. There wasn't an awful lot of graduate jobs. Um, So I took an entry-level role as an administrator in um, in an HR team. Um, and uh, sort of worked across various industries um, throughout the year, gradually working my way through all the different levels and jobs that you need to do um, to sort of get, get where you where you want to. Um, sort of worked in all, all in HR departments, but I've worked in the transport industry, I've worked in manufacturing, I've worked in public authorities. Um, a lot of my time has been in financial services and banking um and then um uh, about nine years ago i made the change to uh, move into sales um and Working with a company that represents some of the, you know, the big brands that you would know, um, that you've got in your cupboards back at home, um, and representing them for um, sales activities across across the UK and Ireland. So it's been quite a, quite a varied and enjoyable journey, you know, to get here. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I've, I feel like I've learned a lot during that time. I'm still learning every day, which I think is the one thing that
0: I love about HR. Great. Um, yeah, it's been definitely an interesting career you've had there. Um, can you also tell us a little bit about McCarthy and what it is they do and what field you're in and you know, the size of the business? Sure. Um, so we work across the
1: UK and Ireland and um, we have a large field team. Um, we have about 780 people. That work for us. Um, and most of them, interestingly, are field-based. And um, so we only have a very small number of people who are generally office-based, currently remote working. Um, so most of our people are working um, a particular area um, in the a, a geographical area, um, and they will have a Panel of stores that they look after that will be very familiar to the listeners. Um, so we work in stores like Tesco, ASDA, Sainsbury's, um, etc. But we also work in some of the tech stores as well, like um, you know, Dixons and um, John Lewis. Um, so our um, our company essentially um, work with some of the big brands in the UK, and we re- we we represent them in those in those retail stores. Um, so we our, our teams will go into the shops. They will make sure that the client's products have got visibility, uh, literally visibility on the shelf, make sure that the products are there, make sure that the offers that are um, current are available, and that the store is um, ensuring that the client's products are uh, you know, on the shelf, available to buy, and um, presented in the uh, you know in the way that the client wants it. So it's a really interesting role. Um, there's not a, there's not a lot of companies like us that. Do this kind of work. Um, and it certainly for me, it, it was, um, it, it changed the way that I looked at supermarkets, you know, when I go in and I see all the things on the shelf and I just, it, to me, it just appeared like magic. Um, but the, yeah, there's lots of different magic that goes on behind the scenes. Um, so, so yeah, that, that's what we do. Uh, hugely interesting and a, a wonderful experience to get, you know, to get to work with some of the big food producers in the UK um, right now
0: think before i had spoken to you i i don't think i'd even realized even thought about that industry and 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 what would go into it and what would be behind it so yeah it's 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 a really interesting space that that you operate in
1: yes and i do find myself going into shops and sort of tidying up the Kit Kats, <laughs> <laughs> because I know how important it is, and um, yeah, it's it, it, it slightly spoils your shopping experience when you go for food, but um, but yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting but a highly important uh, aspect of um, uh, I, the supply chain for um, you know for, for for your for food and technology products
0: definitely and all of you imagine that all of your kitchen cupboards have everything turned to face forward and and i would love
1: i would love to say that but no my my cupboards are
0: very messy (laughs) (laughs) um so you've got people obviously working in the office working in the field working from home how has that changed how have you managed that um during the pandemic and and Has your company culture and the way that you've operated changed because of, you know, the lockdowns and things?
1: Well, to a certain extent, actually, um, a lot of the organisation didn't change because we are already a remote organisation. Our people... um, Work from home already. They go straight from their home each day to the stores that they've planned um to visit that day. So in 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 some respects, operationally, when that the pandemic happened, we were very quickly able to continue our operations um at you know as usual. It, in, in, in as much as you can see it was a usual your circumstances because absolutely um it absolutely wasn't um the uh, the, the, the sort of support functions and people who were based in offices so that was a bit of a change for them mm. um so your work, i suppose working style um wasn't overly impacted um to a great, a great extent um, I mean clearly the people that were in stores every day particularly in the early days um, people were very concerned about having to go out to work each day in stores and if you remember at the start um, there was a lot of confusion. There was groceries. St- people were panic buying, and um, so that was a real concern for for our people. Um, and you, know, we we had you know, we had to put a lot of measures in place to ensure that those individuals were safe in store. Um, but uh, you know, for for a lot of our our, our clients. Um, most of the time, work was, you know, as normal. We did have a bit of farm law as well, um, in, in the intervening period, whenever that came along, um, and when we felt that conditions were such that it wasn't safe enough for people to be in store, um, so, so yeah, I, I think it's, I think we did have to change on 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 different on different levels, um, you know, but but I think I think by and large, um the ways of working that we had previously helped us to continue to operate
0: throughout the throughout the pandemic. You were already basically set up to for success
1: already during the pandemic because of the way that you you, you worked previously so indeed indeed yes I mean, we do work in some of the non-essential retail stores um so department stores so we have um we have a big team of demonstrators uh, um, and store demonstrators Um, and as i say like some of the tech products as well um so uh, you know we work in the technology field um, so some, when those stores were closed, unfortunately, that did mean that some of our operations did have to stop.
0: Yeah. Um, so when I listened back to your conversation with Gavin on um, diversity, um, you had said that you know in the last year your DEI focus has has really accelerated, and was that as a result of? what happened during the year or was it something you already had in place and perhaps that just helped accelerate
1: it i i think it was definitely the latter um i i don't think that the pandemic itself um accelerated the dni agenda um i think it just so happened that um we started to gain momentum at, at the same time um and i think it was less about the pandemic, but more about some of the the changes that we had made um, at the start of last year, and perhaps even the previous year, around how we structured the way that we were organising our DNI agenda, and changing the way that we were. Um, operating and the and and changing changing the people that were that were involved so i i think i think it was just coincidental but i i feel like we have had a great year our best year yet um on dni activities
0: that's a, that's um that's amazing um now one of the things i really wanted to ask you about was i'm sure it's been a huge contributor to your success is your um de and i task force which makes everyone sound like Heroes and, and, and heroines, which is which is um, which is really great. Um, can you tell me a bit about what the volunteers do? Sorry. Um, a little bit about what the volunteers do, and also you know what McCarrick as a business has done to support that task force sure um so I think
1: the i think the big um the big change that we made that we have seen have such a positive effect on um the diversity and inclusion agenda is that we we moved um from a a sort of model where d and i was driven more by h r than you know than anything else, and we were having if i'm honest we were having pretty limited success with it um and we decided that we needed to change entirely the way that we were thinking about it um and we we created some of these task forces it's, it's not just dni but we have a sustainability task force um uh, uh, your know, community task force um uh, you know as well and and they've all been pretty successful and i think i think the sort of secret sauce in all of that was, we we invited people to join the task forces who had lived experiences of what we were trying to change. So as a you know as an HR team, um, all female, all white, all coming predominantly from the west of Scotland, um, how can we possibly know what it's like? Um, to be uh, you know, someone in a, in a minority group or you know someone who has you know particular um, particular needs from the organization um and that we, we we had to really look at ourselves and think this is really restraining us. Mm -hmm. um so so we opened up these task forces for people to come and join um and and uh, you know we, we had people that had that worked for us but i think what i think the big change was we gave over responsibility we stopped trying to manage it ourselves we gave over responsibility to the group themselves and and gave them the mandate tell us what you think needs to change and And all of a sudden, it was just like a switch. They were they were coming to us with points of view and ideas, um, and changed programs that we just we we just had never thought of before, because they were coming and they were bringing their own lived experiences to us, um, and it's been it's been transformative.
0: Sounds fantastic, and it does sound, um, as though it's had a huge difference, you know, to to your business and. It it, it speaks to that, you know, they say that the more diverse a business is, the more innovation and the more, you know, the more ideas that come. And it seems as though just on a small level, that's definitely happened with your, you know, your day and I task force. So that's, that's fantastic. Um, I think as well, you'd said that it's mainly focuses on gender um, and ethnicity. Is that something that you plan to widen out? You know, are there plans to take that further in the future or are you going to focus on one area and get that right before you move on to something else?
1: I think it's a great question. and yes i think um so our our agenda is as broad as the the task force wants it to be Mm -hmm. um and we do have a full program we i would say they they have a full program throughout the year um, of events that they want to celebrate and discuss um, and and highlight and um but i think um what what we were uh, what we were keen to do was um sort of hyper prioritize a couple of a couple of areas, and we chose gender and ethnicity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for for some of the, the the sort of very points that you've you've made around sometimes you just need to give focus to to uh, your couple of topics um to I, I suppose activate uh, you know activate change behind it. Um, and the, uh, you know, the gender and ethnicity—they are—they are the two—they are the two topics of the moment right now. You know, not—not—not you know, not, not just. And I think—I think, I think as—I think as an organisation and, and as—I think as a task force, we need to reflect society, what concerns society um, outside of our business as well. And you know, I don't think we—it doesn't help anyone if if we. If we kind of a section ourselves off and, um, and and don't speak to the you know the current concerns um of, of the day. So so yes, we'll we'll, we'll sort of hyper focus on them for a period of time. Um, you know, once we start to make inroads into that, then that gives us the space um, and the time to perhaps look at other you know other subjects. But the, the the agenda is broad. Um, and and you know we touch on a variety of um, subjects throughout the year.
0: Yeah. And it's fantastic that that agenda is led by the task force and the volunteers. It's great. Yeah. So obviously diversity, inclusion, equity, they're they're a huge focus for the company at the moment. Do you have these included in KPIs and targets for both kind of, you know, team leaders and senior management? Um, At the moment, no, we don't. Um, and I think
1: you know part of that is, um, I suppose, what a lot of HR departments suffer from is a, a lack, often, of um, uh, sort of good data um, on diversity and in, and inclusion issues. Um, you know, gender is probably the easiest one for for us to get, um, but you know, it would it would be. <laughs> It would be safe to say and honest to say that um, our, our data probably isn't robust enough for us to, you know, to give people KPIs um, on it. Um, what we are doing, though, more at this sort of organisational level is that um, as part of our, we're just about to go into a new a new strategy here on the 1st of July. Um, we're setting ourselves as an exec team um, some uh, you you know some goals and kpis on on dni because you know we i think we you know, as an executive team we need to lead the way so you, you know there's 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 no point in in giving uh targets and kpis to our to our teams without understanding you know what we should be doing as a leadership team and um, to to improve uh, you know, diversity at work so so it's 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 on the plan and i think that's something
0: that that is has I think that's something that's come from a lot of businesses is that and I isn't just the focus of one department. It's not just HR, and it's not just it's just board level. It's throughout the whole business. So it sounds as though that that's something that Macquarie are are definitely working on. I mean, we have
1: set ourselves one target, which is um which we've put out there and been very public with it. Um, uh, so we we have a gender pay gap of four percent at the moment, which is um. I mean, any gap is not great, Um, certainly much better than the average across the UK. But we've set ourselves a target to completely eradicate the gender pay gap um, by October 2023. Um, so that's you know that that's one thing that we feel is within it's within our gift it's measurable um we we can understand you know how how we get there and how we and how we achieve that um so so it's 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 one it's one data point it's one target it's quite a big one um but we thought you know we i think we just we just need to put that out there and um I, you know as as a team get momentum behind that to to ensure that that we achieve that in two years time.
0: Definitely, and that's that's not that's not far away, is it at all?
1: It's not. It's no.
0: not.
1: No. <laughs> and it requires investment as well, which again we have to work hard to release that investment um, to to tackle that gap. As we discuss,
0: um, you know, coming from the board down and the board's KPI, do you mind telling me what does the McCarrick board look like um, in terms of gender and ethnicity diversity?
1: Um, sure. Yeah. So um, our board unusually is two thirds women and one third men. Um, there are eight of us, um, and we have um, one person, our chief technology officer, Asim, um, uh, has you know has a different background um, to to ourselves. He's sort of a different ethnicity. Um, so so we we're probably. A unlike most organizations and that are actually at the top we are reasonably diverse
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, it's actually like when we get further down the organization that um we have to that th- those are the areas that we that we have to tackle um, but yes for a, a board level actually we are we are quite um, gender and ethnicity diverse right now
0: definitely do
1: you think that that has had a
0: a positive effect on
1: on the business I think it's had a hugely positive effect um, on the business I think just more generally that the uh, you know our people can look at our board um, and uh, and hopefully relate in some way to us as individuals and um, as, a, as a collective um, I, I think particularly on the female agenda I think it certainly had a positive effect um, and that I, I think I think we are we are a place where women's issues are, are very, there's space there for us as an organisation to talk about women's issues um, and I don't know that we're necessarily doing anything spectacularly different um, but I think just. Um, I think just you know, women in our organisation seeing um, women on the board means that they get, it gives them that confidence to understand that, yeah, that you know, this is a good place to have a career and it's also a good place to you know, talk about subjects like um, women and child care or the menopause or you know or gender pay uh, differentials which we talk quite openly about so so
0: I think I think it has had a huge positive um, effect. Definitely good for for role models as well because that's something that you know is, is is a problem for a lot of businesses if you have a woman you know working there it's really career driven and wants to get on the board but the board is made up of you know purely men and always has been it it definitely creates a a barrier so in terms of having positive role models at your company that's definitely definitely uh, doing well with that yeah yeah we think so we think Mm -hmm. so yeah so throughout the 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 kind of process of um improving and, and and really having a focus on diversity in the last year what has been the main thing that has surprised you?
1: I think what has surprised me most is the wealth and richness of viewpoints that we have in our organisation from one spectrum to the other. And by inviting people into the conversations, um, you it's you all you you always feel surprised about what you've learned um from other people um i i I did some round table sessions um for international women's day in march this year and we we invite the subjects were suggested by women but we invited men also along to mm. attend it was an open invitation you could come along to these um to the to these round tables and um the i i think i think what what an awful lot of people said at the end of those round tables were it, you know they were surprised that men and women they actually had this they had the same issues they had the same hang ups about themselves um, and people said actually we're not really that different you know we might be male or female we might be mums or dads and but actually in, in a lot of instances we we face the same challenges um, you know we had men coming along and talking about um, the you know, issues around child care and homeschooling during the pandemic and referencing things like I feel quite helpless because you know my I I, I see that it's my partner my female partner is a is the person I see that you know she takes on um, you know so you know so much so much of the um, the responsibilities for this and actually you know it may, it makes me fe- it doesn't make me feel great you know and so they so we had some really open conversations and we got some brilliant feedback about it we're going to do the same for international women's uh, sorry international men's day at the end of the year um but everyone thoroughly enjoyed it and they and they said the, converse, the honest and open conversations where um some of the most brilliant aspects that we've had this year um, on the on the dni agenda um people people feel part of they feel the change they feel part of a movement now um by getting involved and making a difference um so you know so for so for me it's been it's been a huge surprise about how um conversations can
0: can really change your organization definitely and bringing bringing different people into the conversation and all of you know these different viewpoints. It just seems really valuable. Okay, so the final question I have to ask you here, and it's you—you mentioned it earlier on, and we didn't go very deep into it, but you—you've spoke about a reverse mentoring program, um, and I heard you talking about that. It piqued my interest. So, can you tell me a little bit more about that?
1: Yes, um, gladly. Um, so, reverse mentoring the. The idea of that is that you have, um, rather than the traditional way of your board members mentoring other people in the organisation, it's the reverse. So we have um, people that work in our business who mentor um, each person on the board, including the CEO. in particular, this is all about um, again our DNI agenda. Um, so, for me personally, I have I have a mentor as part of the reverse mentoring program. Um, he is uh, he works for us in our technology division. Um, his name's Greg. Um, he is a he's a young black male. He's British born, but he has um, he has a very mixed ethnic backgrounds. And um, so Greg has been mentoring me since the start of this year. Um, so the, the way it works is, um, you know, we meet once a month. Um, we talk about you know our respective backgrounds. and um, So it's a way for me um, to under, understand a bit more something simple as what, it, what is it like for a young black man to live in Britain these days? Um, and, and and I just don't have that, you know. I, I don't have that frame of reference. So we so we talk about that. We talk about what it's like to work, um, you know, in our organisation. Um, we talk about his background. Um, he he he, you know, he gave me his, you know, his his story, his story so far. We talk about books. We talk about movies that we like. Um, and so in in that way, it's a yeah, it's a it's a it's a. It's a contrived um, relationship that's put together, but for me, it's about um, and sometimes it's just about asking the questions you're afraid to ask, and you, you know, sort of uh, sort of asking. You know, there's a trusted relationship there mm-hmm. where you can say, um, you, uh, you know, Greg's got. Um, uh, um, in his, his parentage, you know, he, he had, you know, he has Chinese heritage. And so at the turn of the year, I, I you know, said to Greg, tell me about Chinese New Year and all the customs, I don't understand them. And I don't, you know, please tell me a bit more about it. And he he was like, Nikki, I'll tell you everything about it. You know, it's, and so, so in that, in that way, you can ask the questions that maybe you feel like, oh, if, if I ask that, does that seem like, uh, you know, I, I don't seem very kind of, you know, I'd Be perhaps a seem ignorant about other, you know, about mm-hmm. other cultures, which I am. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, and it's, it's wonderful. So we, ha- so in summary, we've got um, all of our exec board are mentored by someone in the business um, from the DNI community. Um, and it's again, it's it's another thing that I would encourage other organisations to do. It's transformationally, you um, know, a, a positive thing to do. It's it's. it's helped me understand more about myself and and actually all the things that I don't know
0: yeah and um, I'm not sure if you you caught the episode or no but we did it might have been the first talent intelligence episode with um Jana Onya from um, Accenture and at Accenture they do a mentoring program where the board someone on the board mentors you know someone um a member of staff, basically, and um, th- it's interesting to see how that works in terms of almost people having a, a buddy higher up that can yes. that can advocate for them. And I guess from from your point of view, you're not only learning, but that person has a relationship with someone on the board where traditionally they might not have done. Exactly, and, and they can they
1: can tell you how it is, you know, because you build up that relationship, um, and you know if they see things, um, that are you know that are going on, that you know they can they can they've got someone to speak to, um, you know about it, uh, and you know, and it gives you you know I've openly asked Greg, you know, do you feel that you have had um, microaggressions at work? Um, so we have that conversation, um, and actually, I mean, the great thing is actually he has a he has had a very positive experience, at, at, you know, at work, and you know, he's been able to tell me actually, you know, it's it, you know, I I you know, I don't feel different, um, you know, but you know in society I do Mm. um you know so so again I I can't I can't live his experience but I can certainly listen to it and um understand it and make sure that we're shaping the right kind of organization where people from whatever
0: background are welcome. Yeah it sounds like Macarach is a great place to work Um, And it sounds as though it's it's a great place to work um, if you are a woman or you're of ethnic diversity and, um, you know, it really sounds as though you and the rest of the board are are pushing all this through. So, yeah, big, big uh, well done, I suppose. yeah thank you Perfect.
1: thank you Do you know we will we'll not get it right all all of the time um but you, we we are committed to making it a better place to work um for for people from all backgrounds um so uh so i think we just need to keep that in t- that intention in mind uh, you know as we, as we drive forward to this agenda
0: yeah and it's it's that's the main thing isn't it is continually driving things forward with the right intentions and um, so yeah Great. yeah well, listen, Nikki. Thank you so much for coming on the Talent Intelligence podcast today. Um, it's been really good to, to dig a bit deeper into the things that you know we we spoke about before. And um, is there anything else you'd like to add before we sign off? No. Um, just a huge
1: thanks, um, to you and Gavin for inviting me to speak, um, about this. I think, um, you formats like this i, I think are a great way to take some of these messages um out out to, out to other people you know it's, it's not about one organization i think it's about us learning from each other um and I'm, I'm really open to anyone that listens to this podcast if they want to get in touch um you yeah, I'm, I'm happy i'm happy to do that um and uh, you know and, and chat to anyone who is perhaps trying to get their agenda started and, and want some advice on it. So I'm completely open uh, to that. But um, you know, thank you for giving me this this format to, to talk about it today.
0: Great. And we will include your um, contact details um, below um, for anyone who, who does want to get in touch. So yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Have a lovely day um, and I'm sure we'll catch up soon. Thanks, Claire. Bye, bye for now. <laughs>